What's up, guys? Artist Version 1 here, and welcome back to another edition of the Three-Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. And you can't have a three-way dance unless there's three of us, so fuck the show, because there's not three of us. (laughs) (laughs) I did that same joke when it was me and Nick. (laughs) But no, Nick is not with us tonight. He is on his second week of vacation, so joining me as always is Shelby, a.k.a. Shubs. Feeling much better. I know, yeah, we were both sick last week. We were... (laughs) We were going to do this show last week. We were going to review WrestleMania 2, which we are still doing tonight. But I came down with COVID, and I was I was still going. Was like, Thursday, I was like, fuck it. We're still doing this. Yeah. You know? I was like, I am not going to miss this. Fuck it. We're doing it. And then uh, Shubs was just like, you know what? I still feel like ass. Do I have to do it? And I was one step away from, like, the fuck you do. <laughs> you know? But I was just like, no, fine. Fuck it. Take the night off. I'm I'm a little bitch when I'm sick. I'm just like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to, like, curl up and die. (laughs) I had my curl up and die day. So, like, Thursday, I was kind of like, you know, I kind of had, like, a cough still and everything. So, I was just like, because you were just sick. I had COVID. Yeah. You know? So, I was just like, fuck it. I'm still going. Because, like, uh, for those of you listening at home... Our episode 100, which, uh, you know, spoiler alert right now, we are going to do that episode live. You will hear you will hear Nick and Chubbs, but you will you will see me. Um, It was going to land on May 18th. So I was like, what a perfect fucking opportunity to do. See no evil since May 19th and all that shit. But um, uh, thanks. You know, we missed last week. So there went that fucking golden opportunity. I think we could still do it, but it just wouldn't be our big 100th episode, you know? Um, so I was, I was thinking of a way, like, can I tell him no without sounding like a dick? (laughs) Like, are you really that sick? I have COVID and I'm about to do it. Like, come on, you know? So I was like, ah, fuck it. Let him take the night off. Yeah. I'm a bitch when I'm sick. I would have been like just unresponsive the whole show anyway. It just wouldn't have been good. I'd be like Paul Orndorff versus Paul Morocco. You'd be like, fuck this match next. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> pretty much yeah i'm like savage and steel fuck this match next yeah pretty much <laughs> all right so like i said we are going to be reviewing wrestlemania 2 and spoiler alert next week we will be reviewing wrestlemania 11 which um i think the main event gets a bad rap but you know we'll talk about that when we get there are uh, we doing wrestlemania 11 next week because nick's back next week isn't he well that's nick's problem <laughs> i don't know if he has access to it well, Nick better figure the shit out. I guess we'll talk to him. That, 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 I mean, I'm game. You should have thought about that before you took last week off. Hey, I mean, again, that's not my problem, I suppose, but. <laughs> I, I almost did it by myself. There was like an inkling of just like, you know, I could just do it by my fucking self. But then I'm just like, it'd be like the shortest fucking episode ever. Yeah. It'd just be like, welcome to the show. Let's get into the review. Because like, I can't do eBay by myself. I can't do three word dance by myself. You know, so I go right to the review. Then afterwards, it'd be like, okay, well, that was a review. Here's the vintage pick of the week. See you later. Yeah, you know? pretty much. You know, so <clears throat> oh no, yeah, we'll 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 discuss it with him. We'll see, but that is the plan for next week. I should say is WrestleMania 11. Um, if there is something else, uh, you'll see it anyway. So of course, uh, we're gonna play three word dance. It came from eBay. No after game tonight. We're gonna skip that. Um, we do have a, a, a Shelby of all people has a fact of the week this week mm-hmm. and uh, pretty soon uh, Shelby will have his own segment which is going to be this day in wrestling history I don't know if he has that tonight but um no I didn't know we were actually doing <clears> that 
I told you you could do it. I I guess they just never really thought that it was actually happening. Anyways, okay. <laughs> Would you like I just said yes just for like, yeah, okay, Shelby, you can do of, it, buddy. I kind of forgot you said yes, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, I did. You're <laughs> just like, remember. what if I did like this day in wrestling history? I was like, good, go. Like, fuck, <laughs> Oh, man. that was the Saturday night. Okay, that explains everything. You were drunk, weren't you? No. <laughs> I might have been at a punk show. Uh, a punk rock show or a CM Punk show? Uh, yes. Okay. Um, and of course, we got some news again. We got a couple more news stories since we did miss two weeks. I stopped looking at news stories like once I got to like, I don't know, like eight days back because I was like, that's it. If I keep finding shit, we're just going to fucking be here for a while. So. Let's talk about this one first. I don't I don't think you're really going to have much to say about this one, but mm. uh Raw 30th anniversary <clears throat> was back in January. Mm-hmm. And one of the stories coming out of Raw 30 was there was um two names advertised that mm. were supposed to be on the show and uh, suspicious by their absence they were not on the show and apparently some stories came out that they didn't like that certain names were not going to be mentioned or not allowed to be mentioned. And apparently this led to Nikki and Brie Bella's exit from WWE. They are no longer under, you know, their legends contract. Uh, They have changed their names on social media from Bella back to their, uh, I guess, uh, original uh, or their real last name of Garcia. <clears throat> but but they kept the Nikki and Brie name, which I found real because their real names are Nicole and Brianna. Um, yeah. So uh, any thoughts on the uh, Bella Twins, WWE Hall of Famer Bella Twins? I think they they feel like they're worth more than they actually are. They were around in a time where like the Divas Division was the Divas Division and not the Women's Division, and yeah. a lot of the times they credit themselves as like being pioneers of the women's division. And I don't think that that's necessarily right. Um, I mean, sucks for them, but Hey, you know, I'm not yeah, going to get me wrong. I, you know, I, I like the Bella twins and everything, but like when it comes to like, uh, name a, and I don't mean this derogatorily, but like name a great Bella match. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like the, you, know? you can't, you really can't like, the whole gimmick was that they were twins and like, especially in the beginning, I remember I was still watching when they first started their career and it was, it was kind of intriguing seeing like one of them pop up from under the ring and, you know, go in and, and get the quick pin. It was, it was kind of interesting then, but yeah. that's like, that was like their one that they were like one trick ponies in that, in that sense. Like they couldn't really work. They weren't really good at wrestling in general. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, calendar models basically that were hired by Laurinaitis. So I mean, and that was like the thing back then. Like, okay, you're a model, you're a sports model. All right, we can teach you to do a couple holds and some moves here and there, and bam. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they were just they were part of the end of that era. So and like they, you know, they and that was the model they kept for a while. Is that they kept trying to make another Trish Stratus, and they just couldn't. They couldn't do it. Yeah, nobody, nobody had that that like natural talent that she had. You know, yeah, and again, so. I'm I'm not knocking the Bella Twins. I mean, they did get better, you know. They, they did. did cro- sure. They did cross over into the women's division. I mean, I think Nikki Bella did have a you know a decent match. I won't say a great match. She did have a decent match with Ronda Rousey at Evolution. Mm. You know, a very unneeded match. And Brie Bella's had a couple standout matches, but like, 
overvaluing. I, I never thought of it like that as them overvaluing themselves, but um, I, I think they took like a Sasha Banks approach to it. They're just like, you know, they, they, they chose their sword to fall on, so to speak. They're like, okay, we're not going to come if we can't talk about people who like Sasha Banks and, and Naomi who paved the way and stuff like that. Fuck it. We're out. And that's fair. I mean, that's fair. I understand that, but I just, I don't think that they're worth as much as they think they are. And I know they have, they probably have a, a huge following after their uh, reality TV series, but mm-hmm. I mean, that's just a different ball game for me. That's not something I care about. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Stupid twats. <laughs> hey, speaking of twats, <clears throat> um, Soraya, uh actually did a promo on Dynamite <laughs> back where she actually used the word twat. Now, why I'm bringing this up is because uh, we're, you know, here's some phrases that have been thrown out on Dynamite. Um, MJF once said, fire me, you fucking Mark. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, cowboy shit is another one. And this is basic cable. And I'm pretty damn sure that neither one of them got fined for that. Maybe they have, and we don't know about it, but Soraya says the word twat on live television and she legitimately according to her and tony khan she was fine for it i think that's a double standard i mean to me fucking shit they're like they're not really derogatory towards a person they're like shit's an actual thing i guess i mean it's the kind of i guess fuck could be a verb depending on how you look at it yeah, like, yeah, yeah. you know, it's, I think, like, words, and I, I don't know necessarily about twat, but I could see, like, words like faggot or retard or something like that mm-hmm. gaining more of a fine than fucker shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I guess people would probably get offended by the word twat, too. I, the words just, to me, words are words, you know, like, if you get offended by a word, like, you're you you must have it pretty shitty in your life to get offended by a word that somebody says on television mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know so i mean should she have been fined i don't know i guess it's really up to the network if they're gonna allow those kind of words yeah, to be saying, said. if like tbs is okay with like an occasional fuck or a shit coming out then they should be okay with an occasional twat coming out yeah it's the word I mean, it's, not the actual it, twat <laughs> <laughs> I should specify that. Yeah. I mean, it's it's 2023, right? Like, I don't know. Are these words really that important anymore? I mean, you know, yeah. like, can we just get over it? Can we just, you know, use fucking shit? I just, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Either allow all words. Yeah. You know, like she said, yeah. if MJF said, "Fire me, you fucking Mark," and, got, and they can get reprehended for it, then she. Although should... I think part of that was part of the promo too. I know, but still, but Moxley gets say... away with saying "fuck" on TV like every week. Exactly. <laughs> you know, and that's, yeah. you know, in, in some places, you know, me, I use "fuck" as a comma. You know. Um, yeah. But yeah. like, you know, if you, if they can't get fined for saying that, then I don't think Saraya should get fined for. And I don't know. I just wanted to bring that up. If your children are watching this show and they can't comprehend where they can and can't use these words, they probably shouldn't be watching this show and you should be parenting them better. There you go. Damn. Um, To the guy from the guy who doesn't have a kid. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Although, although that is, it, it, you know, again, I just said I use fuck as a comma, but I am clean around the kid. You know? Oh, yeah, so, and I probably would be around mine, too. But then, like, I wouldn't throw on a television show where people are, like, openly bleeding and beating the crap out of each other to, like, a five-year-old. I probably I wouldn't mean, show them that. Yeah, I no. mean, I'm like, kid, you're going to watch this. Well, I mean, you know, there this are is, some matches I'd probably This is my on. life, kid. Let's <laughs> this is my life. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, but hey, speaking of blood and such like that, GCW, Game Changer Wrestling, you know, they're yeah. in the news because um, something interesting's happened there. Um, Nick Gage, who is, you know, popular for, you know, blood and guts and all that good stuff, all the stuff that Jim Cornette loves. Yeah. Um, apparently, there is a new world champion. Have you heard who the new world champion is? Is it Nick Gage? It is. No, considering that he was the world champion. Oh, okay. <laughs> Nick Gage keep... was their world champion, but there is a new GCW world champion, and it is a first ever type of champion, and it is Masha Slamovich. Huh? Who's that? She is a Russian wrestler. Uh, oh. She, yes, apparently she choked out Nick Gage in the middle of the ring to become the GCW champion. And we're just going to go ahead and skip right over this story. Cause I can tell by your question that you have no idea who the fuck this is and have no, no. thoughts on it whatsoever. Well, so, okay. So, so I do have some, <laughs> I have some questions. Though. Okay. Um, is this actually a woman? <laughs> yes. Okay. So they're not the first company to do this then. Cause well, it's the first time in their company. First time in their company. doesn't surprise me too much, to be honest with you. I'm surprised it took this game long. Changer wrestling, baby. <laughs> it's uncensored baby it's uncensored all right <laughs> is that the one where uh is that the is that the company that had the the guy wrestling oh fuck there was a moxley match jim Cornette was talking about oh, how did that go oh the guy started jerking off that's what it was what i can't hell? remember yeah i can't remember the guy's name and i want to say it's a gcw match but like moxley had him in a headlock or something and the fucking mm-hmm. guy just started like jerking off in the ring Moving on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't want to focus on that anymore. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> uh, but it is WrestleMania season, hence why we're reviewing WrestleMania 2 and possibly WrestleMania 11 next week. Mm-hmm. Um, but it looks like somebody might be missing WrestleMania this year. And that person is, is hmm, I don't know what to think about this. I'm curious what your thoughts is. But there are conflicting stories about this person. I've heard three different versions of it. One version is the person has walked out on creative meetings. I've heard that he's injured and I've heard that he is having creative difficulties, whatever the fuck that one means. Bray Wyatt in danger of missing WrestleMania this year. I think it's a combination of all three. And uh, to be honest with you, from what I've seen of him, and I think I only saw the one match and I've seen like a couple of promos. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, yeah, okay, so it is, like, okay, I've seen, like, a couple of promos here and there, and, like, from what I've heard, I, I, I'm not upset that he's going to miss, I really wish he would just go back to being a fucking cult leader, like, that was, honestly, such a great gimmick. This and, gimmick, this gimmick that he's doing can work, but the problem is, when you wrestle once every fiscal fucking year, it's hard for me to fucking care. That is a fair point. However, any of his promos, he never says anything. He never has a point. It never goes anywhere. That's fair, and too. The ma- and the match at the Royal Rumble with fucking 
L.A. Knight. Like you yeah. fucking hate it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like what? What the fuck was that? What the fuck the is any of this? Stupid. All we did was wrestle in black lights, and that's not an insult. That's just a fact of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. Like, what is what is Bray Wyatt? Who is Bray Wyatt? What is, is he all about? I don't know. Nobody fucking knows. That's the problem. He's been back. Bray Wyatt through. knows. Bray, I don't even think he knows, to be honest with you. <laughs> He's really figuring don't. out as he goes along. He's yeah. Like, yeah, that's why his promos don't make any sense. He's been back for, oh, fuck, what's it, four or five? It hasn't been six I don't even yet, know. It feels like a fucking year, but uh, when we reviewed Royal Rumble, when I was like, all right, he's been back since June, and you guys were like, October. I'm like, what? Yeah. That can't That's be right. right. You're like, no, yeah. October. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's fucking incredible that, like, just nothing has happened with him. And he's, I mean, some of his promos go on for, like, 10 or 15 minutes. He just says fucking nothing. I don't know. At this point, I kind of wish, I kind of think The Fiend was better. And I'm not even sure if I'm a big fan of The Fiend anymore either. I just. Oh, The Fiend was definitely way better than this shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because now they're just like, they're they're really retreading shit now. It's just like The Fiend and Dark Bliss. Now they got Uncle Howdy. And now they're trying to do Dark Bliss again. But now, you know, side note, she's recovering from skin cancer, apparently. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, you didn't hear about that? That's no. why she's been off TV. Apparently, she found, like, uh, a mark on, like, her cheek or something. And they went and looked at it. And apparently, it was, uh, what was it called? Something carcinoma. Um, mm. And it was skin cancer, so she had that removed. Oh, damn. Yeah, so she's recovering from that. But looks like the uh, Bray Wyatt-Bobby Lashley match that it looked like they were building to may be off the table. But they uh, apparently have a backup plan for Lashley. I didn't click on the story, though, so I forgot who they have in mind. But Brian Cage apparently wants Lashley at Mania, which, you know what? I'd be down for that. That interests me. Um, If for some reason, if for some reason, Triple H is just like, you know what? Fuck it. Cage and Lashley at Mania. Fuck, I'm game. No pun intended to Triple H. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'm not a big fan of Cage's work in AEW, um, but... I mean, if they could slow him down a little bit, he's 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 an impressive specimen. Like mm-hmm. he's just a jacked man. Um, and I think he could probably be something in WWE where like they can kind of tell him, hey, slow down, focus on this, focus on that, stop doing this, only do this when it means something, kind of thing. Because like his AEW stuff, the match he had with Paige at that one pay per view was just fucking nuts. Would you say that he's more like a uh, slow down and listen type of person? He need. I think he needs to. God damn it, Cornette. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. This sounds awfully familiar. <laughs> yeah. True. That and to be fair, I have very little uh, inner working wrestling knowledge when it comes to Jim Cornette. But you know, like compared to Jim Cornette, obviously. But I mean, you know, you, you see like, the guy. And you see... this. I was like, wait a minute. This sounds really familiar. <laughs> You see the guy, you see the way that he works, and it's like everything has to be a million miles a minute, and it's like, just slow down, focus. And speaking of WrestleMania, a few months back, we mentioned that there was possibly going to be, um, oh shit, okay, there was possibly going to be some brand interaction at um, uh, WrestleMania this year. 
We didn't quite know who it was going to be, but now we know who one of the brand partners is going to be. And it, hey, it could possibly lead to a match at WrestleMania. Apparently, they want to start doing more brand integration matches. Uh, do you know who the brand is? No, I don't know what you're talking about. A couple months ago, uh, you know, after the pitch black match. Oh, fuck. Okay. okay don't so, go on. I don't know the brand, though. Okay. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. <laughs> okay, we did talk about this at one point. Yes. Okay, yes, yeah. I do remember. So that, that is possibly going to be, there might be, I, I, it's not confirmed, but that is, they are in association with WWE at this point, and there could be a Cinnamon Toast Crunch type of match at WrestleMania. Thoughts? All right, so here's what we're going to do. <laughs> we're going to grab all the women that aren't doing anything at WrestleMania. And we're going to grab Big Bull and pour in some Cinnamon Toast Crunch and some milk. There you go. Why does it got to be the women? I don't know. <laughs> go back to like 20 years ago. <laughs> That's sexist. Let's do the men instead. Oh, God. <laughs> fucking Otis and like fucking. Oh, Ron. yeah. God damn. <laughs> Six-man tag match. We'll do the, the OC since they've been pushing that match. Like Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, and I don't know, fucking we'll throw in Akira Tozawa since they're fucking, since sometimes they're associated, versus the maximum male models in Otis. Oh, God. The Cinnamon Crunch Toast match. Cinnamon Toast Crunch match? Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, man. What if they had those, uh, what if they had those WrestleMania showcase matches in a Cinnamon Toast Crunch Bowl? Both of them? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. That. <laughs> I'll settle for that. <clears throat> um, and with WrestleMania season around the corner, you can't have WrestleMania season unless there's, you know, Hall of Fame. You know, the WWE Hall of Fame and some names have been added. Plus, something else is being uh, planned, possibly planned for it. The first thing being possibly planned for it, a referee is uh, yeah. possibly, possibly, might be inducted into it. Um, thoughts on the referee going in? Interesting. Nick, Interesting. Nick was very like, Nick had a lot of thoughts on this. I was like, if I get one more message about this fucking referee going in, I'm like, what the fuck, Nick? It's trying to work. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it's about time. I don't know. Like, they're, to be fair, their Hall of Fame really doesn't fucking mean anything. A lot of the names in there never. Say that. I don't understand that. A lot of the people that are in, well, I shouldn't even say a lot, but there are names in there that haven't even worked for them. It's like they're claiming that they are professional wrestling, which isn't true. Um, but I guess yeah, like I you can see even your point say, now because you know one of the names we're about to talk about. Well, two of the names we're about to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Never really um, WWE. I mean, you could even say most Hall of Fames, like the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, has fucking Eminem in it. Eminem's not a rock and roll guy. You know, yeah. there's many other names in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame that don't really make sense. Um, well, I mean, that could just be the Music Hall of Fame. Well, then call it the fucking Music Hall of Fame. I don't know. Maybe I'm picking at straws, but... Um, referee. Uh, I mean, yeah, it it makes sense. Um, I would think that if they did, the first one would be Earl Hebner, no? See, I, I would think that, but given his re how his release came from WWE, I don't think they're going to give him that. So, like, who would it be then? <sighs> Trying to think of who the fucking WCW one was. Nick Patrick. 
Nick Patrick. I mean, I mean, if you don't go with Earl Hebner, the only one I could really think of that could go next is Charles Robinson. Oh, what about? Uh, oh, possibly Mike Kyoto. Yeah, Mike Kyoto was the one I was gonna say. I mean, if you look at moments, right? He has the beatboxing moment with John Cena. Just the way that he like fucking counts during like fucking last man standing matches and shit is fucking mm-hmm. hilarious. I don't know. I, I always liked Mike Kyoto. Not nothing wrong with Little Nate, but I mean, you yeah. know, and, Little um, Nate shouldn't do a whole lot. I don't think. <clears throat> oh, I think he's done a lot. He had that epic run at WrestleMania 24, plus mm. his WCW shit. You know, no, yeah. I, I think he's done. And uh, plus, on the other side of the coin, uh, we have the Great Muda <laughs> entering the Royal Rumble, which it was rumored that he was going to be in the Rumble this year. That was going to be the trade off for Shinsuke. Going to um, what was it, Noah? Oh fuck, I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, but as we saw, Muda was not in the Royal Rumble, which would have been fucking dope as shit. Yeah, I love that. Even but, if he was only in there for a couple minutes. Exactly, you know. Yeah. Um, but here's here's the thing that you know, this is one that to your point, there's like Muda's never wrestled in the WWE before, and th- this is my, you know, my uh, very poetic. Uh, response to that, and that is, it's the fucking great Muda. <laughs> like, fuck, dude. Like, it's the great Muda, man. Put yeah. up some great Muda matches. And like, don't don't look at the. I, I I won't say he was terrible in WCW, but like, fucking look up great Muda and Sting, and like Flair, Flair and shit like that, and fucking yeah. fuck whatever company he was in. <laughs> like, it's a great fucking Muda, man. I mean, if you take away the fact that he never worked for WWE, yes. I mean, he definitely deserves some form of Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. He had a great career. was a great talent. Got and fucked over at Starcade 92, I think it was, where he got pinned three times in one night. Oh, isn't that when they did, like, that weird, like... Tag team fucking... Yeah, Tormile or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, Jim Cornette said the only reason that he took three falls is because he couldn't speak English, so he couldn't say no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, we'll just do Muda. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I always wonder how, like, you know, when a wrestler struggles with English, like, how do you call matches and shit like that with a guy like that? Uh, um... I'm not sure because I mean, back in their day, right. They didn't, they didn't really like no other than like Savage and Steamboat. And maybe there were a couple other um, examples, but they didn't really call it in the back and go out there and do it. They called it all in the ring. Well, so, even then. Yeah. Um, I think like you, you can't whisper to Muda like fucking like arm drag. And yeah. then he's like, huh? <laughs> I think a lot <laughs> of it's like Japanese, you know? I think a lot of it too, and like from what I've kind of gathered, is sometimes it wasn't verbal. Sometimes it's just like you know you tap something or you do this or you do that. And I mean, when you wrestle somebody so many times, you just you start to get into a flow of things, and you just know that I can right? understand. Yeah, because CM Punk like, once said, CM Punk once said that he could put on his gear and go have a match with Rey Mysterio and not say a single word to him. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's. I mean, that's. You know, Flair and Steamboat, that fucking hour-long match. You know, they, they, I'm assuming that they probably do the same thing. They probably didn't even see each other all day and then just went out there and fucking did it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's just different time. But, yeah, that's one of those things that, like, 
you and I, because we've never been in the ring and never been in yeah. that scenario, will never comprehend. But I'm just curious, like, you, you know, you go to Muda and you whisper, like, arm drag. You know, like, like bitch, he speaks Japanese. <laughs> maybe he knows wrestling moves. Yeah, maybe, you know. <laughs> and the other name going into the Hall of Fame is one that I believe is way long overdue, even though it is a celebrity wing, and it's bad enough that people frown upon the WWE Hall of Fame as it is, but they frown even more on the celebrity wing, but I don't <laughs> mind it too much. Uh, Andy Kaufman, finally. Mm-hmm. Getting his time in the sun. And again, even though he never wrestled for the WWE, he originally wanted that storyline he did to be in the WWE at the time, WWF. But Vince McMahon Sr. said, nah, doesn't work for me, brother. Um, So he took it to Memphis, where Jerry Lawler fucking loved it. And Mm -hmm. said, let's roll with it. And the rest, as they say, is history. Um, And that's another one I say. Kaufman never wrestled in WWE. I'm like, go look at that fucking storyline. Mm-hmm. And just, like, tell me he doesn't fucking belong. I mean, yeah, he was a Hollywood actor and not really a stand-up comedian, but a performance artist. And, and tell me, like, you know, you can have your fucking Flo- Floyd Mayweathers and Bad Bunny. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny did a cr- tremendous job. Don't get me wrong. But, like, Andy Kaufman, really, you want to talk about celebrities who really paved the way for fucking, you know, Hollywood crossovers Kaufman did it he is the measuring stick and um out of all the celebrity inductions I think they've ever done he might be the most deserving of it um just because of what he did with it I mean the fact that he fucking laid in the hospital and tried to trick the doctors into thinking that he was still beat up or however that went did you watch the um Tales from the Territory. I didn't watch the Tales from the Territory, but I know a lot about this Kaufman. Uh, I learned Clark. a lot from that that show in, in itself. And I didn't even realize that he had that many matches. And again, they were all against women. Oh, yeah. But I mean, I didn't realize that he had that many matches in fucking Memphis. That's fucking oh, yeah. insane. He had like a whole like year storyline and, sh- and he was going to do more. But that's when yeah. he started getting the lung cancer and everything. And he had to leave. Yeah, I think he, they said he left, and like a month later he died or something. It wasn't yeah. long. <clears throat> um, but yeah, it's and it's a shame that, that it happened, obviously, not just because somebody died, but because of what could have been. Uh, you know, maybe he would have even had an actual wrestling career. Who the hell knows? Yeah. Um, but no, it's it's sad. And the real question is who, um, who inducts him? You know, and I... I'm still hoping that Jerry Lawler is good enough and 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 well enough to do the induction because I think that makes yeah. the most sense of anybody. It makes really. the most sense. And if for some reason <clears throat> Lawler's not well enough, well, I think if Lawler's not well enough, at least like you know, it'd be different. But get, film a video, send it in. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's no reason he couldn't do that, right? You know, I know yeah. it'd be different than the norm. You know, but the last few years of the Hall of Fame have been different from the norm. Yeah. Might as well fucking, you know, throw throw shit against the wall and see if it'll stick at this point. But, yeah, I have said ever since they've done the celebrity wing, I mean, there's been three people that I think have always been that should be in the celebrity wing. And that's been David Arquette, Dennis Rodman, Andy Kaufman. Mm -hmm. You know, and I'm so I'm I'm ecstatic as hell. Yeah. Kaufman is finally going in because, like, go back and look at any of that shit he did. I mean, the promos he did against Lawler. I mean, like, yeah. you want to wrestle me? You want to wrestle me, Memphis style, Mister Lawler? Let me I mean, just, just the way. Oh God, he was so good. The um, the was it? Oh, uh, the Tonight Show. 
Yeah. Oh no. Oh um, fucking that's hell. Not show. Uh, the late show. The late show. Oh my god, that was fucking gold. Lawler thought he was gonna get fucking arrested that night. Yeah. <laughs> you know why, Lawler? Because you're trash. That's all you are. Is just Memphis trash. And just yeah. smack the fucking taste out of it. God, it's so good. If anybody here listening is just like, who the fuck is Andy Kaufman? Don't know what he is. You don't have to worry about his Hollywood shit. You don't have to watch Taxi. You don't have to watch Heartbeats, which I don't think anybody wants to watch Heartbeats. Um, <laughs> it's an okay movie. It's not great. Right. Uh, you don't have to watch any of that bullshit. Just watch the, the, the shit he did with Lawler. Or like Shelby said, watch the Tales from the Territories on Lawler and Kaufman. If you're not going to watch any of the others, watch that one. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, I haven't watched it, but I'm I'm pretty sure it's filled with a lot of great information. And um, I can't remember, there, there, what was the name of it? There was a Comedy Central special that circulated back then called, um, I want to say, I want to say it's called Andy Kaufman, I'm from Hollywood. They kind of go into the Lawler and um, Kaufman stuff pretty well. That's where I, I learned a lot of stuff from, too. So, yeah, Kaufman in the Hall of Fame there. And finally, the last bit of news here which I'm sure Shelby's going to love to talk about. <laughs> There's a free agent on the market. And Tony Khan's interested in picking him up. Oh. <laughs> Goldberg. <laughs> Tony Khan's interested in bringing Goldberg into AEW, which, you know, I, I was thinking about this as I was writing it down. And that is, I always read these stories where it's just like, Tony Khan interested in bringing Goldberg to AEW. And I'm just like, what does Goldberg think? Does yeah, right? fuck what Goldberg has to think? No. No, nobody does. It's nobody like cares. To- Tony Khan interested in bringing Goldberg, but nobody's just like, well, what does Goldberg think? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does Goldberg feel about maybe coming to AEW? <laughs> so did he actually, like, I, I, I read what Nick posted or, or whatever, uh, that it was interesting that Goldberg was uh a free agent but did tony khan actually say i want to get goldberg i don't think he said i want to get yeah so i mean i don't know fuck do we need goldberg in aew no and i i don't even think Listen, it's nice that sting's there and we get a little sting match and they let sting get some exercise every now and then (laughs) you know they let sting jump off of something big to make him feel like he's a kid again and shit you know (laughs) Well, like, all the rest of the legends they hired, they really fucking don't do anything with it, really. I mean, like, Mark Henry, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm like, why is he even there? It's almost like WCW again, where it's like they're hired to, or TNA, rather, I think would be a better uh, example, where they're hired to just take a vacation, rest up. You know, like, <laughs> here you go. Yeah. Um, I don't see it happening. I really don't. And I'm going to be fucking laughing if it doesn't happen by double or nothing, but it does happen afterwards. <laughs> Cause Nick I don't know. And, uh, Shelby have a uh, side bet going on yeah. just for the people at home. Which I'll is be why three for three at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the news this week. Now we're going to move on to our games. We like to play here. It came from eBay and the three word dance. And since, um, Nick is not here. We modify the rules for it came from eBay, and I'll get that in just a second. Now so that means I'm going to go over three. Yeah, that's not true because uh, Nick's gone over three uh, uh, before here. So, uh, so the modified rules for it came from eBay here, Shelby, because I don't think you've ever played the modified version. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think so either. So, what the modified version is, I'm going to give you the three items like usual here. 
right? Mm-hmm. The object is is for you to find the most expensive price. But if for some reason you land on the least expensive item, Nick will get a point. Mm-hmm. If you land on the one that's in the middle of the three items, nobody gets a point. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So your first three items is going to be, let's go with, um, okay. It is a WCW Buff Bagwell backpack lock. This was a lock mm-hmm. that was for your backpack. You know, you lock it so nobody could break into your book bag and all that good shit. And it's mm-hmm. branded. With Buff Bagwell's face, which, okay. <laughs> That's oh, scary. Like, I know, of all people to put on there, you know. <laughs> or is it the three WCW Little Caesars? Uh, y'all have Little Caesars up there, right? Yeah, yeah. Three WCW Little Caesars lenticular trading cards that feature Hulk Hogan, DDP, and Goldberg. Or, you know, we mentioned this one last week. It Oh, no, I'll do a different one. Is it 12? Count them 12. Brand new, still on the little cardboard box that you would get them at the store. 1999 Diamond Dallas Page keychains. Which one of these three are going for the highest price on eBay? Hmm. Is it the Buff Bagwell lock, the lenticular cards, or the Diamond Dallas Page keychains? Now, if you've ever noticed us play this before, Nick's usually the first to answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm usually waiting to see what he chooses. Um, ooh, fuck. I never noticed that. No, you didn't? No, not until now. Almost every time. <laughs> um, these are all very, like, fucking small items, too. Yeah, they're very fucking niche items here. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I'm thinking just because it's a little bit more niche, I'm going to go with the trading cards. Points. Shelby. Yes. Because those three lenticular Little Caesars cards are going for the price of $17. Wow. And they're the highest. Yeah, they're the highest. (laughs) Damn. Um, The next three here. This is a WWF 1991 sealed curtain set. These were WWF curtains for your bedroom. They feature Hulk Hogan, Ultimate Warrior, the Big Boss Man, and the Macho Man. Yeah. Um, Or is it the 1990s? Well, I guess 1996, because it was the only year that WCW ran the pay-per-view event known as Hog Wild. The next year they had to change it to, um, what was it? Um, Road Wild? Road Wild, thank you. Uh, Because of copyright issues. Um, this is a uh, Hog Wild Sturgis motorcycle riding patch. As you know, they held this event during the Sturgis motorcycle run. So there was a motorcycle patch that you could put on your leather jacket. Was that the event where you couldn't hear what was going on in the ring over the fucking motorcycles? Possibly. <laughs> or is it the 1999 WWF New York, the restaurant, Jersey? It is a jersey that features the WWF New York logo. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? New York jersey. Ooh, points, Nick. Damn, really? 
That is actually the cheapest, going for the price of $88.99. Telling me a writing pad is worth more than $88? You'd be Holy amazed. fuck. You'd be amazed with which one was the highest of those two. God damn. Um, and your last three here. Let's go with... Okay, let's go with these three. <clears throat> is it a brand new sealed... DVD copy of the TNA Best of Hulk Hogan DVD, which I I didn't even know he had that much shit in TNA to have a Best of DVD. I mean, whether he had a Best of, or whether he had enough to have a Best of, or just enough content to fill a DVD, uh, you know. (laughs) Or is it the AAA, the Latin promotion, uh, lunchbox that features Conan on the? cover there with thermos it has a, it's a yellow lunchbox that features you know conan and his lucha gear you know right before he became like cholo fucking conan and uh wcw mm. or um let's go with yeah let's go with this or is it the 1990s wcw and nwo necktie that features uh hulk hogan macho man and sting which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Um, uh, we'll go with the lunchbox. No points. Oh, uh, well, that's the one in the middle. That is, uh, that, that Conan lunchbox is going for the price of $100. Damn. And it's in the middle. Shit. That's in the middle. It is. All right, so that was the modified. It came from eBay. So now we're going to move on to the three-word dance, which is uh, where we give each other three words that may relate to a wrestler. You know what we should do on future episodes? If there's only going to be two of us, we do the two-way dance. Oh, the two-word dance? dance? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, (laughs) that would be difficult. That would be, yeah, that would fucking, that, my head would explode. <laughs> um, all right. <clears throat> Your first three words are, oh, good luck with this one. Fuck. Your three words are rope, sister, stomp. Rope, sister, and stomp. Okay. Uh, Seth Rollins. No. Bray Wyatt. No. Uh, Dustin Rhodes. No. Mm. No. <laughs> Whatever you're about to say, no. <laughs> Dances with Dudley. Definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh,. Sister, stop. Hope, sister, stop. God damn. You're going to go three for three on a night when it's just me, and that's not fair. <laughs> and these aren't bullshit ones either. <laughs> I, I can only imagine they aren't. This is not my strong suit. Rope. 
sister. Katie Lee Birchall? No. Daniel Bryan. No. No, okay, yeah. I'm going to keep trying, though. Maybe not, hint. Your hint being... So close. Fuck's sake. Paul Birchall. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> when you said Katie Birchall, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I was like, the next word out of his mouth is going to be Paul Birchall. You're like, Daniel Bryan. That's why I was like trying not to laugh. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. When you said so um, close, I, I didn't think of that at, at, at first. And I was like, yeah. oh, he meant I was almost there. Uh, but rope because he was pirate Paul virtually swinging on the rope rope uh, the you know the whole incest storyline that they tried to do and the stomp yeah. he actually used that curb stomp for a little bit uh, as oh. his finish. Yeah. Well, that's uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, damn man. <laughs> when you said, you're like Katie Lee Birchall, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> like no. <laughs> damn. All right. Yeah. My first three. Okay. Pretty. Family, throat. Pretty. I always write down the letters first. Yeah. Pretty family, throat. Earthquake? Nope. Adrian Adonis? Nope. Family and throat. All I went to earthquake because he died of throat cancer. That was that's all I had. Uh, uh, the, the, the family. The King Kong Bundy. Nope. Big John Stud. Nope. Uh. Rick Rude. Nope. Okay. I was thinking somebody in the Heenan family, but no. Um, pretty. That's what's fucking me up here, believe it or not. It's pretty. Um, That's kind of meant to. Throat. 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 Is it Snitsky? Nope. Not Sinsky, I meant to say Kane. No. Fuck. All right, hint. Cancer. You're a dick. <laughs> it's actually what I had for my hint before you said it. Pretty family throat cancer. Pretty family throat cancer. Is it Yvonne Eric? No. Okay. Pretty family throat. 
and cancer. Damn, Earthquake's the only wrestler I can think of that died of fucking throat cancer. Or had throat cancer, because it could have been somebody who beat throat cancer, to be fair. Mm-hmm, could be. Mm, family. Is it Stu Hart? No. I don't know why I thought Stu Hart. I don't know either. None of those words make any fucking sense. I mean, family kind of does. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) Bob Orton. No. All right, you got me. All right, did I miss you say, did you say Bobby Heenan? I said, is it somebody in the heat? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> I was like, I was like, did I miss something? Uh, I was like, I was thinking of people in the heat and family. Fuck, I was right there. The heat and family, throat cancer. And uh, when he started Bobby. off his, yeah. Yeah, pretty boy, Bobby Heenan. All right. Um, let's go with. Okay. Um, your three words are list, ingenious, vigorous. Liv Morgan? God damn! <laughs> I was like, ingenious and vigorous are two like they're they're sticking out here. <laughs> I did have Viscera at first, but I was like, I think that's really going to, like, point in the direction that I'm fucking with them. Mm-hmm. So, like, let me change that on the fly here. So, I was like, vigorous. That's, that, sounds like a, that sounds like a more gooder word. <laughs> Fuck, man. Yeah, no shit. All right, my next three. Royal. Monster. Ted. Royal Monster Ted. The King Haku? Nope. Is it King Kong Bundy? Yes. Damn. Yeah, Royal Monster Ted Bundy. All right. Last one here for me. Your three words are... Toe, box, beyond. Was that box or fox? Box, B-O-X. Toe, as in like big toe, Mm. box, and beyond. Hmm. Getting nothing from TBB because it's not TBB. Yeah, I figured it's not. I'm getting at least one of these fuckers. <laughs> I almost had you with Paul Virgil. You almost did, yeah. You yeah. almost did. Uh, hmm, foot square. Fuck. I'm just trying to think of like foot square. Yeah, boxes are square. Toes on a foot. Just trying to think of other words. Um, Bret Hart. No. Hmm. 
They may have a toe injury. Terry Funk. God damn it! (laughs) (laughs) Anybody that comes out of a box is over? Fuck! (laughs) (laughs) Spinning toe hold and box. Yeah, he came out of a box as Chainsaw Charlie and Beyond. He was featured in Beyond the Mad. God! Oh, yes. (laughs) I was like, how? How did he get there? Yeah. I had Rhodes for some reason as fucking one of the clues, and I couldn't remember why I wrote Rhodes. So I changed it to Box before I did it. Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah. if you put Road in, that I probably wouldn't have gotten it. Well, shit, I didn't get it because I couldn't remember why I wrote Road. <laughs> <laughs> I tricked myself. I have to figure it out later, I suppose. All right, my last three: Savage, Outdoor, Cell. Kofi Kingston. Damn. Fuck, I went 0 for 3 in this shit, man. <laughs> it's been a while since you've gone 0 for 3, I'm pretty I sure. I went 0 for 3 last time we did this. Were you? Oh, yes. fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> hmm. the last you had that one I where you went. Were, yeah, the last Sorry. three I did were Album Fire, Big Show, and Shotzi Blackheart. Okay, I got Big Show, and I think uh, Nick got the other two. Nick got the other two, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's I almost right. had him with a shotty, but then I used the color green as a hint. You went uh, three for nothing. Like, we didn't guess the three. You got the three, right, the one night? I did get. I did go three for three one night. Yeah, and then now it's just been... <laughs> and now it's just been fucking downhill ever since. <laughs> I've been the fucking Jinder Mahal, the fucking three-word three, three word dance. I've, I've reached Oof. the top. And then, like, fucking just went downhill ever since. Oof. I've yeah, been... you're starting to get pinned by our truth on a golf course. I know, right? Yeah, shit, man. Fuck. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so that was our games we like to play here. Three-word dance, and it came from eBay here. Uh, so everybody got a point. It came from eBay. You got one, Nick got one, and nobody got one. So Yeah. And uh, fucking three-word dance. Fuck, I want to get rid of that goddamn game some night. <laughs> like, okay, like, live... I'm like, okay, you know, like, ever since we started doing that, I'm just like, okay, maybe I can throw one under the radar there, but, like, I think y'all have nailed me every fucking time I've went for that. This one was just the last two words especially were very, they stood out a lot. Well, I figured Ingenious would kind of blend in, but, and then I had Viscera, and I was like, no, change that, that's really going to stand out, and I was like, Vigorous, there we go, and then... (laughs) Paul Burchill, once you said Kaylee Lee Burchill, I was like, fuck, he's got it. And then you're like, Daniel Bryan. I was like, oh, yes, got it. You know? <laughs> and then I was like, ooh, so close. And I, I didn't think you'd think harder about that. And then you're like, I, I didn't at first. It took me a second. I was like, yeah. okay, I know what he's saying now. And then, yeah, the fucking Terry Funk one. I'm just like, how? How the fuck did you get there? <laughs> Anybody who comes out of a box is over. Anybody who comes out of a goddamn box is over. All right. <laughs> All right, and now we're going to get into our review of WrestleMania 2, but before we do that, we got to give a quick shout-out to our great sponsor over at MoviesRUSA.net, which uh, they are a great website. who uh, They specialize in hard-to-find movies and TV shows that have either never been released on Blu-ray or DVD or are hard-to-find on Blu-ray and DVD. And you can head on over there and find uh, movies out of either. You know what? Let me take another run at this. I don't know why I keep fucking this up, man. No, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so. <clears throat> <clears throat> 
All right, let's try it again. Now let's hear from our sponsor, the great people over at MoviesRUSA.net. And what MoviesRUSA.net is, is a great website where you can head on over and find hard-to-find TV shows and movies that have either never been released on Blu-ray and or DVD before or are hard-to-find on Blu-ray and DVD before. And if you head on over there right now, you can pick up movies from Netflix, HBO Max, Amazon that have never been released on those platforms before. And you can head on over there and get those for a great reasonable price they are all on blu-ray dvd by special request for the movies only unfortunately not for tv shows and you can use our checkout code three-way the word order number doesn't matter which one you use because they're both going to work and they're going to save you 50 percent off on your purchase and just releases the hbo max phenomenon the last of us season one i i think you've played the last of us right No, you haven't? I played it. The TV like show, the show fucking stunk. What? Yeah, it does not follow the fucking game, like, at all. Yes, it does. They changed no. a few things, but... They changed a lot. Well, I mean, yeah, they definitely changed Frank and Bill, but... They, and they, they added... The one, and they changed the one kid being... De- and yeah, they did add a character. They added a lot of characters, and they fucking... Like, half... They didn't even, like, really have a zombie infection to worry about like they barely fought any zombies they didn't show that many well, they clickers they, they didn't show a bloater they yeah they did when in episode five which one was episode five that was uh when the 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 fucking the the leader chick in kansas city like when the right before when joel was gonna kill the sniper okay and then they all rise up from the ground and shit. Like all the runners come up from the ground and then the bloater comes up like, Oh yeah, they did have that. There was that one scene, but yeah. I mean, the game was just so much better. It I really- will, I will agree. The game story-wise is better, but because that you have 15 fucking hours to play with. I know, but like you had a TV show, you could have made this a lot better. Like you could have stretched it out for two seasons. Well, it was originally supposed to be a movie. Just think you would have had an hour and a half, maybe two hours to play with. Well, and then you get the fucking Resident Evil movie, which was even fucking worse. Well, hey, if you don't want to take our words for it, you can be the judge. (laughs) Head on over to Movies R. Yeah, head on over to MoviesRUSA.net and you can pick up the entire first season. If you don't want to pay 15 or 20 bucks a month for HBO Max just to see the show, just to wonder what the fuck we're talking about, head on over to MoviesRUSA.net. You can pay you can pay that same price for the whole season. Keep it. You don't have to fucking return it or anything like that. You don't have to pay it monthly to keep your Blu-ray. You can keep The Last of Us Season 1. Great soundtrack on it. The music in it was great. You know? Plus, um... You can't get this one on MoviesRUSA.net, but I do highly suggest that if you do watch the show, go listen to the episodes of the podcast on um, YouTube because they are great to listen to. There's a lot of inside information uh, that uh, they provide and everything. Uh, And of course, if The Last of Us is not your thing, if you're like, fuck the show, I don't care what either one of you say. There are over 3,000 other titles you can choose from on that website. And... um, and if you spend over $50, you're going to get free shipping. And if you don't want to spend that much, uh, $5 shipping. And, hey, if you want to go on a spending spree there, hey, you can do shop pay. Pay for your uh, pay for your stuff in four equal payments. And international listeners, don't think we haven't forgotten about you. I look at demand analytics every damn week. You know, we know you're listening, man. Uh, Canada is our number one listener right there. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Trudeau, we know you're listening. You should. <laughs> I can't wait, wait, it. Who's your fucking prime minister now? It's Justin Trudeau. <laughs> oh, is it? I thought it was somebody yeah. different now. Who's the no, guy? No. 
Uh, who was it before? You're Canadian. Come on. I know. <laughs> I don't even remember. Stephen Harper, I think, was the one before. Stephen Harper. That's what I was thinking. Stephen Harper, we know you're yeah. listening. You know? <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, you know, uh, India, Hungary, United Arab Emirates, France. We know you're all listening out there. You guys can also enjoy the greatness that is MoviesRUSA.net. All we ask is that you pay the exact shipping charge. Unfortunately, that spend 50 and get free shipping, that little trick doesn't work for you because it is expensive to send out of the country and overseas. But you can still use that checkout code three-way uh, word or the number and save 50% on your purchase. So that will help you out a little bit there. So head on over to moviesrusa.net. Use that checkout code three-way. Save yourself 50%. And The Last of Us was awesome. I don't care what Shelby said. Right. I didn't even like I didn't like Ellie either in the in the TV show. I will say the look of her at first, I was just like, that doesn't really look Ellie to me, but I, I like the attitude. I didn't. I thought it was like way really? too much of a bitch. She was just a bitch to everyone. And in the show, like she's a little bit more of a badass or in the in the in the fucking uh, game, she's a little bit more of a badass than a bitch. I didn't think that like and I like that why well, I shouldn't say it like her as an actress. I I've seen her, I saw her on Game of Thrones. Yeah, <laughs> but that was about it. But and I liked I liked the guy who played Joel though. I thought he did pretty good. Yeah, he did pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, the only the the stuff that they added. Yeah, you know, we're we'll get the WrestleMania too. I promise. Um, yeah. <laughs> the stuff we'll that they added. Too long on this. Uh, the stuff that they added. I was just like at first I was like oh I don't like this. But then, like, it ended up being okay. Like, the the deaf kid. At first, I was like, why is he deaf? But then, like, there was that moment, spoiler alert, there was that moment where Ellie was, like, wrote, I'm sorry, on the fucking play toy and left it. I was like, oh, dude. Like, that guy. Yeah, but she didn't know originally, right? In the game, she didn't know that he was infected. Yes, so it just, no, she didn't. She didn't? No. Oh, okay. She got bit, but she didn't know. And then, like, they added that chick in, um, what'd you say it was earlier? Kansas City? Yeah, Kansas City in the game. They added the in chick. In the show, in the main. Yeah, they added the chick in there who, like, you're supposed to fucking feel for a little bit. But in the mm-hmm. game, like, they're just supposed to be shit human beings that just want to kill people. Yeah. It just, they added things that just didn't make sense to me. I didn't care for it. Eh, Again, it was right. not as bad as a TV show. It was. It would be okay, but like compared to and the it rest of the TV show. movie, it was, yeah, no, but like <laughs> they didn't. No, like as a TV show, it was okay. I'm like, it was a TV show. <laughs> as a TV show standalone, wasn't based on a game. It was okay, and it was far more uh, watchable than the fucking Resident Evil movie that they brought out last year. That I think was we have to do. I think we have to do like a special eight or uh, nine episode podcast on this. <laughs> I don't know if I want to watch it again. You know, like we do it. I'm watch not watching one. the next season. Like we watch episode one, then review it. I, I, I think because we have some conflicting opinions on this. Anyway, WrestleMania yeah. two, WrestleMania two, which was of course after WrestleMania one and before WrestleMania three. Uh, wow. This was, their, yeah, this was their uh, at the time their most ambitious WrestleMania because. As most people know, WrestleMania 1 was a big gamble for Vince McMahon. It was make or break on uh, WrestleMania 1. If WrestleMania 1 was not a success, we probably wouldn't be watching WWE today. <clears throat> as no, we probably know. not. 
as we know, it was a success. So uh, Vince was just like, we're going to go even fucking bigger with WrestleMania too. So he didn't do it from one city, not two. He did it from three separate cities, New York, Chicago, and Los Angeles, which I'm surprised they haven't brought that gimmick back. Cause here I will say it was executed poorly. It know? was, but I'm surprised they haven't figured out a way to capitalize to make that better. Uh, yeah, I think, I, I think they could do it now with having WrestleMania two nights. But if they were to try and do this again with like the six to eight hour format, they had the people in the arenas would be fucking livid because let's face it. Most of the matches on these shows were mm -hmm. very short. Most of them were under 10 minutes until you get to like the main events. That I'm was saying, back like, then. And just think if they did it now, okay, so let's say they do two-night WrestleMania, all right? Mm -hmm. And let's say, for the benefit of the doubt, let's say night one is in two cities and night two is in two cities, okay? Yeah. So you have your six-hour fucking WrestleMania, all right? So just think, like, you have, uh, for instance, one half of WrestleMania in fucking Los Angeles, all right? So the crowd's going to be nice and hot there and everything like that, and then... When it gets to that, because there's always that moment at WrestleMania, because it's six hours long now, where they mm -hmm. get, like, fucking dead. That's yeah. when you bring your big fucking screen down. You go to your other city, let's say Chicago, you let them get hot. And yeah. Everybody. And then, boom, there you go. And then everybody in the arena can sit down, watch the big screens for Chicago. They get the fuck out. Chicago gets done. They get the fuck out. Then, boom, you move on to night two. Uh, two train of thoughts here, right? So, if I was sitting in an arena... And they had a match, and then they pulled down a big screen, and they were like, all right, watch this screen for the next match. I'd be like, why the fuck did I pay $100 to watch a goddamn TV screen? Yeah, but at, but at that point, you know what you're signing up for, though. I guess, and then I'd just be like, all right, I'm not going to pay $100 to go to WrestleMania this year. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true, too. But I see your point in... <clears throat> I think the way that they executed it in doing it in parts, like the New York part, and then that part's over, and then the L.A. part, or, or I guess they did Chicago. And doing that and finishing off New York and then moving on, I think that would probably be the way to do it. You would just make them shorter events. So it's like, do you want to sit there for eight hours, or do you want to sit there for four hours? You know? I don't know. It's it's really hard to say, but I could see them doing it now with, like, Saturday nights in New York and Sunday nights in fucking Chicago. You know? I think that would work. Yeah. Um, and also, uh, the first WrestleMania had Liberace, Muhammad Ali, Cindy Lauper, of course, Mr. T. Uh, they really amped the celebrities up for this fucking WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, they had guest commentators, guest fucking timekeepers, ring announcers, fucking, uh, fucking anything that could throw a guest into, they fucking did it. I could see why they did what they did for this one, especially when it comes to they wanted to do something different, right? And they wanted it to be spectacular still. So I could see why they did three <clears throat> different arenas for the night. And it it's unique. It's it's something that we've never seen again, right? So it's yeah. it's kind of unique in that way. Well, like some of the celebrities they got just had, I'm sorry, but the, the I can't remember her name. Uh, or, or, yeah, I do. Susan St. James? Was she the one at New York? The one, the girl in the second one. Oh, in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That girl had no business fucking being there. 
You know what's funny though, and like I didn't write this in my notes, and I mean we'll get to the review, but she's the only one that said that like, yeah, I've actually watched wrestling before. Yeah, she her, was like, oh, I watched it with my grandfather and stuff. Yeah, like she knew shit grand- about it. Yeah, I know. Well, her grandfather was a big at fan least of like George. Uh, George. The, other, the girl with Vince, Christy St. James, or whatever her name was, in Elvira, at least they like fucking played their parts. Elvira was, I honestly... Fucking fantastic. I thought Elvira was the best, but maybe that's just my own uh, bias because I really like Elvira. Yeah, same but, here. I like yeah. Elvira. <laughs> and All she right, would so make that joke, in, let's, too. Let's get into Mania here. We start off in... <laughs> where was it? Chicago? New York. New York. And, um, you know, in the first match here, I want to mention uh, Brian Zane of Wrestling with Gourette, who we mentioned here quite a bit, which I got to get... I got to get in contact with him, tell him how much we kiss his ass on this show and see if he'll give us a shout out. Um, how much you kiss his ass, you mean? Well, oh, yeah, that's true. I was going to say, I don't mentioned... think I've ever talked about him. Yeah, I kind of mentioned it, and then y'all just kind of be like, oh, yeah, that's true. I, um, I don't really watch shit, to be fair. You don't watch him? No. I, I, I'm actually subscribed to him, but I don't watch him because I <laughs> – and this is like probably edit this out if you want to show it to him, but I find him kind of <laughs> cringy. What? The same way that, like, have you ever watched uh, Angry Video Game Nerd? Yeah. Yeah, same way that I find AVGN to be cringy as well. Oh, his early stuff is great. His newer shit's kind of like... Yeah, his newer shit's really bad, but... Um, But he just recently... Brian Zane recently did a list where it was just, like, biggest WrestleMania downfalls, by which mm. he meant, like, you know, on one WrestleMania they were here, and then the very next WrestleMania they were here... And that for some is reason, one of my first notes. If, if he did you're going not mention, with... he did not mention this, and that is the opening really? match is Don Morocco taking on Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Paul Orndorff, who was in the main event, yeah, WrestleMania one, yeah, is now the opening fuck match of WrestleMania two. That bothered me when I watched the show. The opening match of the first fucking arena, like, yeah. God damn. And like, I always forget that Paul Orndorff at one time was a baby face in WWF. Well, I think that's part of the problem is he never really came across as a very good baby face. Oh, but he was over though. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. He was over here. This is like, again, I'm not really into like the old school type of guys and shit like that. Unless he's Orville Brown. Um, Mm. But yeah, I do love me some fucking Paul Orndorff. Yeah. I do like Orndorff here. Um, these two were going at it and like uh, now again people at home i had covid when i watched the show so my notes are not as like detailed as they usually are um but uh the match was really starting to cook i was getting into it i was like fucking hey paul lorndorf kicking some ass i don't really know that much about morocco i know of him but i've never really seen a lot of work from him i was like hell yeah man it was like one of those things where like man you start to get comfy and shit you're like this is gonna be a good match and then the double count on happened yeah yeah i was like oh fuck man yeah. So because of that, I'm going to give it two and a half stars. Yeah, I gave it a two. Honestly, most of my notes related to the fact that Orndorff went from main eventing WrestleMania 1 to opening WrestleMania 2. Yeah. Um, it just never really got a lot of time. Probably could have been a lot better. And uh, it's probably one of the worst opening matches in WrestleMania history. Not, not one of the worst matches. Because it was actually pretty decent until the fucking double counter happened. I was getting into it. I guess it just it could have feels... been the COVID talking, could have been the fever. Yeah, it still, just feels... I, was, I was enjoying it until it yeah, happened, it, it just felt kind of flat for me. That's all. Like it just it didn't do it for me. Fair enough. But I gave it a two. 
Um, next match here, Randy Savage defending the Intercontinental Championship against George Animal Steel. And this match had no business being as entertaining as it was. That was a bad. It needed a better finish, though. I liked it. Of course you would. I liked it with Savage, you know, cheating to to get the the pin with his feet on the ropes. Eh, I, I, I didn't like the finish. But, but uh, Susan was... St. James really doesn't like Macho Man. You think? <laughs> she, fucking, holy shit. Miss Elizabeth should uh, should hook up with the animal. Pretty sure instead. she blew George Animal Steel backstage for this show. <laughs> That's what I'm like, man. Shit, did she blow yeah. George Steel backstage for the show as much as she was fucking verbally sucking him off? Yeah. You know? But overall, I did I, I did enjoy this except for the finish three stars. Yeah, I gave it a three as well. Oh my god, we agreed. I know, eh? Um, and the next one here, man, this is gonna sound really biased because everybody knows that I'm a huge Jake Disney. You know, Jake is the greatest of all time, but okay. So next up is Jake the Snake Roberts taking on George Wells. I have never heard of George Wells before this match. But he did a little bit in like the seventies and stuff. Like he, 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 he had kind of gone around a couple of the territories. Okay. So I was loving this match. The mm-hmm. match was too short. And I think WWE re- or WWF at the time really missed something with this Wells guy. I was really enjoying this George Wells guy. Yeah. And he never really got out of mid card anywhere he went. Like he I never was like really, really made it digging big. this guy, man. I was just like, oh fuck, man, this guy. Like, I'm I'm really enjoying him and shit, man. The mat, I could have, I wanted more of these two because Jake yeah. is good no matter what. And then this George Wells guy was impressing me and shit. I needed more. I needed more time with these guys, man. Like if yeah. there's like a fucking twenty minute match out there with these two guys, please, for the love of God, link me to it because I would love to watch it. So three and a quarter star. I don't know if it should have been 20 minutes, but I would have oh, given God, it I like could watch it. It, it 10 was, or 15. Yeah, probably. I was loving it. Uh, yeah. But I, uh, I gave it a three. So I, I thought it was all right, but for yeah, poor George Wells. I looked up this guy afterward. I was like, does this guy have a Wikipedia page? And he does. Yeah, apparently played football and all this shit, man. I was like, damn, man, whoever this George. Apparently he was Bret Hart's partner before Anvil. Oh, that I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. He was Bret Hart's partner for Anvil and shit. But yeah, I was just—I don't know what it was, man. He had a good look to him, good build, man. He—he he was throwing some shit with Jake and everything. I was like, man, I'm digging this cat, man. Yeah. yeah. And then I was like, let me go read about it. He must have became a big star. And it was like kissed into a shotgun, killed himself. I was like, oh fuck, okay. <laughs> no, not really, but <laughs> I was gonna say I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, but like that's how I felt when I found out he was basically nothing. And I was like, damn, man, because like I think they missed the bar with this guy, man. Yeah. You know? Uh, and in the main event of, uh, of, of New York, uh, I saw a semi-rematch of WrestleMania 1. Mr. T taking on Roddy Piper. Um, I felt that this was better than I expected. Because, like, you know, when you think... Way better than I expected. When you think WrestleMania, the last thing yeah. off the fucking checklist is boxing. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. Uh, but... I do also think that this is very unneeded. Really? I, I do. I don't think they needed a boxing match. I think, you know, they, they taught T how to work. Yeah. I think they could have maybe had like, a, you know, a decent matchup. I know Piper at the time fucking hated Mr. T. And right. I'm sure Mr. T fucking hated Piper. Oh, probably. But, you know, maybe cause he's white. I don't know. <laughs> um, 
<clears throat> or maybe because he knew in a couple of years he was going to do blackface. Who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It just uh, the boxing was okay. I don't know if it was worked or shoot or not. If it was worked, they did a damn good job of making it look real. Um, they did, and it, like though. especially the first round, you couldn't tell me that that was worked. It just looked so legit. It was fucking mm-hmm. well done. If it was, I don't know. Just, uh. just again with the competitors involved and everything. Again, I, I'm just going right, uh, right down the middle at two and a half. Um, like I said, it was better than expected. I was really expecting like fucking Arn Anderson, Johnny B. Bad from Uncensored. Mm. You know, but it, it was above that expectation. Um, so yeah, that that's where I'm going with that one. You forgot to mention Cab Calloway as a judge. Fuck yeah, Cab Calloway. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Follow up question. Follow up question. Who the fuck's Cab Calloway? (laughs) Cab Calloway was an artist from like the early 30s and 40s and shit. And Uh, uh, have you ever heard the song uh, St. James Infirmary? Fuck yeah. No, you haven't. Okay. Anyways, he did that song. Yeah. What is St. James (laughs) Infirmary? He did a lot of songs in like Betty. Yeah. He did a lot of songs in like Betty Boop and um, stuff like that, right? And I, I fucking love some of his shit. And I was just like, holy fuck, he's a judge here? Because um, he was like 80-something here, I think, too. Like, he was an old fuck. Oh, um, that's why he didn't get into the ring. Yeah, like, yeah. They're, they're like, all right, introducing our first guest judge. And they said whoever it was, I forgot. And it was like an NBA got, player, I think. He got into the ring and got in and waved and shit. And the second one was Cab Calloway. And then yeah. he just stood up and waved like fucking whatever. And yeah. then the third one, they're like, this guy. And he came in, waved and shit. I was like, I guess Cab Calloway was like, fuck this shit. Yeah. He, fuck, he's... Why even here? <laughs> yeah, that's probably. Now that he's... makes sense now. Now that she said he's like 80 at the time. I'm like, okay, now that makes sense why he didn't come in the ring. Yeah. Well, he was, he was like. He must have been like 20 or something in the 30s and 40s. Like he was, you know, he would have been an old guy. Anyways, um, I love this match. I was very shocked at how well this was done. Um, you really do believe that Mr. T and Roddy Piper hate each other, and obviously they did. Um, Mr. <laughs> T's promo uh, at the beginning before this match was fucking hilarious too. He said oh, he wasn't yeah, going to talk that much, and then he just kept going on. Piper's promo at the beginning of the show was really good as well. No, oh, okay, I forgot this because again, COVID. But there was a line in Piper's uh, promo that fucking cracked me up. He said something like, "Oh, Mr. T, I'm gonna give up everything. I'll even give up women." And then he looks at Bob Orton. He was like, "Except for you, Ace, I wouldn't give you up." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forgot Piper's about that line. That line cracked me up. <laughs> Piper's the goddamn master, and I disagree. I think that, especially having the breaks in between and having Piper just constantly attacking Mr. T, I think that made the boxing match even better. Although, I mean, if that was the actual actually happening in an actual boxing match, pretty sure the fucking Piper's crew would have been disqualified. But I uh, always thought him throwing the stool at Mr. T was the DQ. Oh, yeah. I see. So, well, like when I saw him throw the stool, I was like, "Well, okay, there's the ending." And then they went more. I was like, "Oh, fuck, there's more." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then disqualifies him for shoving the ref and then giving Mr. T a body slam. I thought that was great too. Yeah. It, you know, neither guy really lost the match. Um, I gave it. I'm a gonna four go two five. and three quarter star just for the fucking line in the promo. There you go. I gave it <laughs> yeah. a four out of five. Oh wow, really? Yeah, I fucking oh, loved wow. it, man. It's one of the yeah. best matches on the show. I thought. 
Mr. T, I'm going to give up everything for you. I'll even give up women, except for you, Ace. I'm not going to give you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we're moving on to Chicago uh, for our four matches there. And the first oh match here is uh, WWF Women's Champion, the Fabulous Moolah, taking on Velvet McIntyre. And it, boy, the bell rang and it started off hot. They went fast and furious. And by the time the sentence is over, the match is over. Um, yeah. I think yeah. they were still introducing the commentary team. <laughs> like, like fuck. the bell rang and they started going like fucking 50 miles an hour. I was like, man, this is going to be good, man. And then like one, two, three. So I'm like, what, what happened? Have you uh, seen a lot of Velvet McIntyre? I haven't. Oh, she is actually really fucking good. Um, she has a match and it's, it was going to be my vintage pick of the week, but I didn't put it in there because I couldn't exactly remember where it was from. But uh, she had a match with Sherry. Uh, on a WWF show in the 80s and mm-hmm. it was like it wasn't a long match but it was a good match and um this I isn't know what match you're talking about yeah yeah and this isn't uh the fact of the week but uh she wrestled barefoot um near like the end of her career because mm-hmm. at one point she went to the back I think it was after a match she went for a shower or something and she came out and somebody stole her fucking wrestling boots Huh. So she just said fuck it, and she just started wrestling uh, barefoot all the time. Was uh, what the match we're talking about? I just can't remember where it was. It was Sherry the women's champion at the time? I believe so. Yes. Yeah, I know what match you're talking about. Then. Yeah. I don't remember yeah. where it's from either, but I know what match you're talking about. And I mean, Velvet wrestled in the '70s and stuff too. Like, if you look at some of the old Madison Square Garden shows, they have uh, tag matches with Velvet McIntyre and some other girl against you know two blonde girls and there's there's a lot of velvet out there from that time and she was canadian i think if i remember correctly um but it felt here like mula was just like i i, at first like I, I got places to fucking be at first i thought mula was putting her in her place and then on the second watch it almost looked like mula shot on her with the fucking pin yeah, because Velvet did look confused. Yeah, she really did. I miss Velvet McIntyre. I don't fucking miss Moolah. Everything I've heard of Moolah is fuck you, Moolah. I don't know. Like I said, they started off going fast and everything. I was like, they this, did. Is gonna be, this is going to be pretty decent and everything. And then it was over. I was like, what? So yeah. just for the talent involved, I gave it one star. I gave it a one as well. All right. Coming up next in like the most confusing fucking match of the night to me. Yeah. Uh, Corporal Kirshner taking on Nikolai Volkov in a flag match. The winner of the match will get to wave their flag. So Volkov comes to the ring waving his flag, and Corporal Kirshner comes to the ring waving his flag. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I never knew. I, I okay, listen. I know Corporal Kirshner was like, you know, a mid card wrestler in the '80s and shit. I knew he had the action figures. You know, there's a couple action figures in floating around out there and everything. Hearing this WrestleMania 2 crowd, you would have thought he was fucking Hulk Hogan. Yeah, well, I mean, I never I knew when, he was that fucking over. I think when anybody comes in, especially in the 80s, uh, waving a fucking American flag during the Cold War, or this would have been near the end of it, I guess, um, they're over. <laughs> yeah, but I don't you know, know, man. Especially yeah. after uh, Volkov does the national anthem for yeah. Russia. Um, and I'm like, why is this a flag match? Like, I know they didn't really have weekly programming at the time. And, like, even then, we don't really – I don't know if you guys do. I don't watch the weekly lead-up and shit. To, uh, no, I don't have time. Yeah. 
Um, but like, I'm like, why the fuck is this a flag match? I mean, it's like the winner gets to wave their flag. They came out waving their goddamn flags. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I like Volkov and I love the national anthem. But other than that, that was about all I liked about this match. Uh, you know, when I used to play SmackDown, here comes the pain on PS2. Volkov had this move. Like, he did, like, this weird spinning sidekick, and I'm just like, Volkov never fucking did that move. He did it in this match. <laughs> I'll be damned if I did, if it wasn't the first fucking movie through. I was like, God oh, damn. my God, he actually did do that move. You know? There you go. So, uh, just for how fucking over Corporal was, and again, the talent involved, one and three-quarter stars. I had it at a two. I'm downgrading it to a one. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, next up is the NFL <coughs> and WWF Battle Royal. Um, now, this is where shit gets weird because for years, you know, WWE has always talked about, you know, the William Perry moment, such like that. Always knew there was a Battle Royal with WWF and NFL. I always thought it was 10 NFL players and 10 WWF wrestlers. I never knew it was six. Yeah, me too. So that was me new too. to learn here. Yeah. Um. And why the fuck, like, I have nothing against the guy, you know, like, I mean, I, he just played his part, but like, I don't understand why WWE was just like, all right, Bill Fralick from, you know, one of the football players. All right, Bill Fralick, you're going to do this fucking thing with John Studd. You're going to do this interview, but uh, then you're not going to have anything major going on in the battle royal. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they tried to do with uh, Perry and he just couldn't do the promo or maybe they were going to do something with stud and him and just never did. I mean, I thought that that little yeah. interview segment was pretty funny, but yeah, it was um, good. Big John dud. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, he just kind of like ended up being nothing in the match. And it was like, yeah. okay, <laughs> that, that's what I didn't get. I'm just like, why do you put all this time on bill Fralick just to have this memorable moment with Perry, which I get Chicago was his hometown. He's a Chicago bear. I get that. But like you, you, you just had this huge promo segment with Freilich and Stud. I, I, I didn't get it anyway. Um, and then like the last football player in was somebody I don't even fucking remember the name of. It came down to Andre, Brett, Jim, and one of the football players. I don't remember who the fuck it was. Um, I might be able to find the name. I think it was like one of the Cowboys. I think Russ Francis, 49ers Russ tight end. 49ers, yeah. See? I don't even know. You know? Then they didn't even fucking, like, make that a big deal, which I get. It was the 80s. Like, today, if that battle royal were to happen, oh, my God, this would be fucking huge. Yeah. That oh, yeah. That and Andre would not have won if this fucking match happened today. You know, damn well one of them football players would have won. Um, I don't know. I don't well, know. Because Colin Jost and Michael Shea, they didn't win the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, which I thought was going to happen. And, like, you can't compare Andre to, like, the Giants of today either, right? Like, he was a different well, I'm just Giant. saying, he like, given, given how WWE treats their celebrities at WrestleMania today. Like, do you know the, the absolute fucking mini, I, I wouldn't say huge riot, but mini riot that would have happened had Bad Bunny have lost at that WrestleMania? Yeah, you think so? Yeah, because then why bring him the fuck in? I don't know. I I don't think it would have been that bad if he if he lost. 
I think it makes more sense to have There's certain celebrities I think you can bring in who can take a loss if built right, you know? Like Logan Paul. I I think Logan Paul could have took that loss at WrestleMania and been A-OK, but... I still, and like, don't get me wrong, I think he had a very good match with Miz and, and Morrison and Damian Priest, but I still don't get the Bad Bunny thing. I don't listen to his music. He doesn't speak English, so I don't really, like, I just, I don't get the Bad Bunny thing. I don't get why everybody's, like, so into him. But I don't like his music, so that's probably why. I don't like his music either, but I think he's a fantastic wrestler. He does this pretty well. Nah. It's like Logan Paul. I could give a fuck about his podcast and his fucking social media empire, his fucking boxing that he did. I could give a fuck less, but he's damn good at this wrestling thing. <laughs> he's better than, than Bad Bunny, no? Oh, yeah. I'll give you yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, the Battle Royal was fun. Um, I did like <laughs> fucking I don't know what the hell Jim Neidhart was doing, but like I think what was it? Andre like chopped him or kicked him and like Neidhart flew like fifteen feet to jump over the fucking top rope. Yeah. Like what the it was fuck? A little ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, uh, but fun battle royal for WrestleMania, three stars. Uh my only complaint about this, uh, Bruno, they didn't make a big enough deal about Bruno coming in. Because he was their golden goose for fucking decades. And I feel like Bruno should have been in a match in New York because he would have got a much bigger pop in New York coming out rather than Chicago, where I don't think he ever fucking wrestled. Um, Fridge well, pulling John. You too. Well, yeah, other than that, though, he didn't have a storied career in Chicago. Um, Fridge pulling Big John Stout over the top rope was great. Yeah. And uh, the Hart Foundation trying to eliminate Andre was great. Um, Andre winning, loved that. This is probably my favorite battle royal of all time. I give it a four out of five. I fucking loved it, man. I actually really loved I mean, it. I don't, no, it's like, a fun battle royal. I'm yeah. not gonna, but really, the best battle royal of all time. I don't really care for battle royals for the most part, but I thought this one made sense and was done really well considering. We gotta the start. We gotta start players. like our own podcast, just like Will versus Shelby, because <laughs> like our different opinions on shit is just. I know it's mind-boggling sometimes. Yeah, eh? it's like yeah. Um, and coming up next, uh, the main event of Chicago, the British Bulldogs of um, uh, Dynamite Kid and Davy Boy Smith with Captain Louis Albano and Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, which he looked fucked up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> taking on the Dream Team of Greg Valentine and Brutus Beefcake, which. You know, if if you would have lined up four pairs of wrestlers and said, which one's a tag team? I would not have picked Valentine and Brutus Beefcake. No. Because Valentine's just there wearing black trunks and Beefcake's there looking like, you know, fucking Beefcake. Yeah. Yeah. And like, why are they the fucking uh, dream team? I never, I never got that. Yeah, I don't, I don't quite get that either. And I don't really think that they, I mean... They did an okay job as a tag team, but I feel yes. like Valentine's. Yes, good enough to be the tag champs, I guess. Yeah, I feel like Valentine's WWF career was just ruined by being in stupid tag teams and other shit. Well, I, I think the, I think the one with Valentine makes more. Well, no, I was about to say I think the one with Valentine or uh, the one with Brutus makes more sense than the one with Honky Tonk. Yeah, it does. You think so? I don't think either of them really makes sense. It makes more sense than the one with Honky Tonk. 
I guess if you had to put it that way, then I suppose maybe it does. But yeah, I don't know. Like, which tag team would you really rather see? Greg Valentine teaming with Brutus Beefcake, or like Greg Valentine trying to be a wannabe honky tonk man with honky tonk man? I mean, I prefer honky tonk man over Beefcake, but I'd rather just see Valentine on his own. Well, that's I don't know. Um. Also, after the match, when the Bulldogs won, they interview Ozzy Osbourne. And, yeah. Um, I forgot who interviewed her. It was some chick. I don't know. Um, but she was like, oh, Ozzy, are you going to manage for the Bulldogs again? And like, yeah, man, forever I'm going to manage them. Never seen him again. <laughs> again, he was drugged out. Had no idea what he was saying. Probably doesn't even <laughs> remember it. It was just funny. It was like, you're going to manage the Bulldogs again? He's like, yeah, man, forever, man. I'm going to manage them forever. And I just never showed up again. <laughs> that or he showed up at like the next taping and he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it forever. And they're like, no, Ozzy. That was just WrestleMania 2. We needed you. Yeah. Go home. He probably thought they were going to pay him forever. And they're like, no. <laughs> Uh, overall, though, I just thought this was a just a st- this would in my eyes today would be what I like to call a raw match. You could have threw this on raw and it would have been, it would have been just fine. You know, it wasn't terrible. It, I mean, with the talent in there, I mean, Valentine, uh, Bulldog, Dynamite, uh, Brutus is OK. I'm not, I'm not huge on him. Yeah, I mean, when you, you when you go through like you know eighty seven gimmicks in your lifetime, you know you're that's telling you something right there. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, this is what I would call a raw match. You could have threw this on Raw and it'd been just as fine. I don't think it needed to be on WrestleMania, but the eighties were a different time. Uh, two and a half stars. Uh, I thought this was a great match, I and mean, <laughs> other than the fact that I was like, uh, you know, all around great competitors and beefcake, like. I'm the same with with beefcake with you. Like I'm not really, but I no, thought I mean, he worked. I mean, he's good. I don't think he's like the shits or anything. No, like no, that. no. He. But he yeah, I just think you know, like if I ever make like a top 100 greatest wrestlers of all time, I don't think beefcake's gonna be on mine. He might be on the top thousand. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's probably being a little harsh, but um, now fucking correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought this headbutt You're spot wrong. was. <laughs> I thought the headbutt spot was the one that fucked up Davy Boy for the rest of his career. No. When he fucking fell off the fucking apron from getting the headbutt and fucking crashed onto the floor. I always heard it was the trap door spot in WCW is what did it. Or not Davy Boy, sorry. Um uh fucking Dynamite. Oh, I don't know. I I, I know of Dynamite and you know, I, I like what he does and everything, but I don't really know his career that much. Well, I watched the dark side and they, they showed this spot. And I, I did some Googling and I couldn't find anything on it. And if you like watch that spot from the time that he gets hit and then flies off, you never see him again. He is never shown. Yeah, I did notice fucking... that like after the match, they're just like, oh, we're trying to get dynamite here, but you know, he's recovering and such like that. And that's when they go to Ozzy, like, bye forever, man. You know? Yeah, like even Bulldog was out like fucking going to dynamite and like, what the fuck, you know? Um, I thought that this was the match and maybe it is, maybe it isn't, but fuck, that is a, just a horrendous bump to take in that day and age when they didn't really have a whole lot of mats around the side of the ring. Cause I'm yeah, pretty sure when he had any match, cause I think they, they did, but I New think York when didn't he, in. New York didn't, that or, could be, yeah, New York didn't. But when he like fell off 
I'm pretty sure his head would have missed the mat entirely and smacked on the fucking concrete. Mm. But anyways, I love this match. I think I, I think it's my match of the night. I gave it a five out of five. I thought it was a great tag match. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, it wasn't terrible, but I just, I just think if I were watching the same match on like Raw today, it'd just been like, okay, it's there. I think if yeah. you like compare it to today's stuff, obviously, like it's it's totally different now and whether that's you know better or worse is really matter of opinion well, like i don't right? know because today they seem to be trying to mix in those old school spots you know like the the ref didn't see the tag and they're like oh let me lock you in a bear hug while you try and reach your partner type of spots and shit like that you know are they though like if you watch an AEW tag match you never see shit like that almost never unless well, okay, it's like ftr WWE is it, okay I WWE suppose. tries to throw that shit in every now and then. I mean, I suppose. Or like Finn Balor tries to change it up. Sound like he'll go under the ring, come out the other side, and pull off edge off the apron, like he did sure. at a uh, fucking what was the last pay per view they did? Elimination Chamber. Right. You know. Um, <clears throat> all right, and that was Chicago. Then we're moving on to, I guess, the quote unquote big main event show. Which, oh boy, because um, like I was really enjoying the show. More than I thought I was going to. Because, like, I picked this show because, like, I was like, I want to do something different, you know? Like, I, I want to do, like, a WrestleMania I never really watched all the way through. I think yeah, I think I've seen, like, the NFL, WWF Battle Royal before. And, like, maybe some clips of Piper and fucking T. But I never watched the whole show all the way through. So, I was like, I want to do this. So, as I was watching it, uh, you can ask Shelby and Nick. Like, I messed with I was like, it may be the fever talking. I'm having more fun with this than I thought I would. Yeah. That was until we got to, like, Moolah and Velvet McIntyre. That's when I was just like, I'm starting to regret this. Uh-huh. Uh, so, the next one here is Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, who I did not know was even at WrestleMania 2. Uh, right. Taking on Hercules Hernandez before the steel chains and shit. Yeah. Um, now, I'm, I'm going to throw a double review at you here because I'm going to say this. The heel works the face the whole time. The face then... Hits two moves to come back and wins. Two and a half stars. Okay. Now wait. Just wait. Hang with me. Hang with me. Okay. Okay. I gave it two and a half stars because I like Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. The next match is actually adorable Adrian Adonis and Uncle Elmer. All right. This match was basically the face works to heal the entire whole time. The heel comes back, hits two moves and wins. I shit you not. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. Because Uncle Elmer was like fucking working over Adonis the whole fucking time. Then Adrian hit like one move. Then he went to the top rope, hit like an elbow drop and won. Yeah. Whereas in the Dragon Hercules match, I think Herc was like working over Dragon the whole time. Suplexes, arm bars, all that shit like that. And Dragon came back, hit like a move, went to the top rope, cross body. It was over. They were different style matches, though, still. Just because... You're looking at like Steamboat and Hernandez, a little bit quicker pace, a little yeah. bit more athletic guys. Adonis yeah. and Elmer, more bigger dudes, can't move around as much. They're they're different styles, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like how how about a little bit of variety there, Johnny? <laughs> or Vinny, I should say. Yeah. Yeah. Like fuck, could you have maybe like, you know, put in the funks and Tito and JYD between these two matches and make it look like it's different? Yeah. You know? Um, uh, two and a half stars for Dragon and Hercules, one star for Adrian and Uncle Elmer. 
I thought Steamboat Hernandez was good. Um, it could have been a bit longer, but I mean, Steamboat's it a was legend. seven fuck minutes. I know that's it, not it, like twenty. <laughs> Steamboat's. This a is when I was really starting to lose my interest with the show. All right, uh, I gave it a four out of five. I liked it. Um, Donis and Uncle Elmer. Oh boy. Adrian Adonis in the early 80s was actually really good. He had an old school, like, bodybuilder look with a strong jaw and a face the ladies would love, even though he was a heel. Then all of a sudden, he gained a ton of weight, and he looks like a fat gold dust. It's a shame that he got in the car accident and died, because apparently he lost a lot of weight in 88, and he was going to come back. Um, but I just... This this and like the Piper match at WrestleMania three, this is not good, Adrian Adonis. Um, didn't really care for the match. Uh but uh, Elvira's response to Adonis's dress coming off was fucking hilarious. Uh, uh she just was like she's like, put the dress back on. She didn't want like she was like not offended, but she was like confused why he was wearing a dress in the first place. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> And then when he took it off, she just like, put it back on, please. Um, I gave it a two out of five. I didn't care for it. I could not even pay attention to it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, once I realized that it was just the same as the first match, just in reverse. I was like, wait yeah. a minute. Um, yeah. But, oh, God, speaking of matches, I cannot get into. Uh, next up, Terry Funk and Haas Funk. Yeah, that's Dory Funk Jr. That's what I thought that was. Yeah, was they like, just called minute, him Haas Funk. Like Dory Funk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Taking on the, the the fucking odd pairing of yeah. Tito Santana and Junkyard Dog, which I'm what they do just draw names out of a fucking hat. Yeah. You know. All right, who wants to go up against the Funks? Give me a hat. <laughs> All right, Tito and Junkyard Dog, go. Like, okay. All right. Uh. Fuck, I don't even have a rating for this. Wow. I I don't remember shit from it. I don't know. Maybe it was the fever. I don't know. I, I, I didn't write down any notes. I, I I got nothing. I absolutely have fucking nothing. Um, I don't like Tito. Never have. Never understood it. Never got it. What about Chico? What's that? What about Chico? Chico? Chico Santana. Chico Santana. Um... <laughs> That's what Ventura called him. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this is a Funks match. There's a lot of stalling. There's a lot of chaos. There's a lot of big bumps. Um, but they, they, this kind of shit really worked well for a guy like JYD, who wasn't really the best worker, but his gimmick and his strength and just his look and everything. This was, this was JYD before he got really fucking into the Coke, I think. Um, I thought it was all right. It was pretty good. Uh, I gave it a three to five. I'll take your word for it. Because <laughs> like I like I said, like I watched it like, again. I watched it last week in like three different parts. I pulled the WrestleMania two and watched it in three different parts of my own. And like before tonight, uh, like before the show tonight, I was like, I got to write down some shit so I know what I'm talking about. And like when I got to here, I was just like, I don't remember Dick. <laughs> you know, like everything else I remembered some bits from I'm like okay I remember that let me write that down let me write that but when I got here I'm just like nothing there wasn't like I will say there wasn't like a memorable move 
Like nobody did anything that was that memorable in that way. But mm-hmm. the way that the funks worked and the chaos of the match and them just trying to do all the stalling and stuff, that's that's what made the match interesting in my opinion. They didn't have to do like a lot of moves and stuff. They just they worked. Oh, and I do want to mention this because like I didn't notice it until like I think the second match. But do you know who the ring not including the special guest ring announcer? But do you know who the ring announcer for New York was? Oh, I don't know. I was watching it and I was just like, I've heard this fucking voice before. And I couldn't put my fucking finger on it. Then the second match happened. And I was just like, I have heard what is this fucking voice? It was goddamn Lee Marshall. Oh fuck. Yeah. I was like, oh damn, it's fucking Lee Marshall. I didn't know he did work in the WWF. Um, and now it's time for the big main event, the fucking the main of the mainest of main events, I guess. Um, Hulk Hogan. Defending the WWF Championship against King Kong Bundy in the debuting reinforced steel cage, the big blue bars. This, yeah. I, apparently, this, yeah, this was the first time this steel cage debuted. That I did not know. Yeah. Because um, apparently it's reinforced for Bundy and Hogan to collide. And um, and apparently the story going in this one is that Hulk had <coughs> injured ribs. Um, yeah. Which they, they, they did a pretty cool interview segment. Um with Hogan backstage, like working out, uh, yeah. and the doctors, he's like, do you think Hogan should compete? He's like, no, I shouldn't. Hulk's like, I'm going to do it anyway. And he's like, okay. <laughs> that was with, <laughs> um, fucking, uh, Hillbilly Jim, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Such a weird pairing. Pretty Hillbilly much Jim was doing. He's like, mean jeans is like, do you think he should compete tonight? He's like, no. And Hogan's like, I'm going to do it. And doctors are like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then he did like that pull up with the chin thing, which I got to admit, that was pretty fucking impressive. I'm not a workout guy. No, yeah. Like, that'd be like some major flex shit. If I could do I, that, um, I'd be at the gym all the fucking time doing that. I actually, and I don't even know if you know this, I started going to the gym back in September. And uh, that is my goal, is once I can do a chin-up, I'll be satisfied. Just one. Just want to do one chin-up. No, I want to do the chin up with the fucking weight around my neck like Hogan did. Because I'd be like, hey, ladies, mm, just with the fucking weight on and shit, man. Oh, God, if that doesn't get you laid at a gym, I don't know what will. True. Fair point. You know, um, but this uh, it was a typical Hogan match inside a cage. Yeah. And Bundy bleeding. Yeah. You know, uh, yeah. Hogan, you know, the, the formula of the 80s was. Hogan just needs a dance part. To, it needs a fucking dragon to slay, essentially. Yep. Yep. And Bundy was the dragon to slay. Yeah. Yep. And Bundy just happened to be that dragon to slay. It was a decent match. I did like some of the cage work they did. Although looking back on it, that cage makes no goddamn sense. No. You know, maybe throwing somebody into it makes sense. But like when you press a face up against it, like why? Like I mean, now when you press now when you press a face up against a cage, it's like, oh the great, it's fucking it's brutal. But like when you press a face up against that cage, it's like, okay, my head went through it. I mean it I I guess like, okay, why don't we go down, take you to like, I don't know, a street corner, and we'll just push your face into the fucking stop sign. Like the the pole that holds it. You don't think that's gonna hurt? Those are little tiny holes. Yeah, but like they could still push him against the bars. But the okay, but I'm saying like the holes in that fucking cage are like almost a fucking a foot and a half wide. Yeah, you could put your goddamn head through it. 
Well, they could push him into the bars instead, or like fucking push your head through and start choking you with it. I mean, I guess, but like, I don't know. I, I, it's not I a great really... cage, though. I I'll agree, it's not yeah. a great cage. I ne- I never really got it. I mean, like as a kid, it's like yeah, steel cage, but like again, yeah. look, it, oh, I forgot what show it was. Where like maybe it was WrestleMania ten. Through the eyes of a child, fucking like, oh my god, it looks awesome. Like, yeah, steel cage. We're like looking at it now as a reviewer and as a critique and shit like that. It's like this thing looks fucking stupid. Yeah, yeah, it does. It looks you know? like a toy set. Exactly. Yeah, you no, know? I'll agree with so, that. So, uh, it's a decent watch. You know, I'm not saying skip it. So, three stars. Yeah, it was a WWF cage match. Crowd was into Hogan, and uh, he was firing on all cylinders. Uh, Hogan climbing the cage and tearing his shirt off, staring down at Bundy, who's yelling shit back at him, was like one of those fucking classic WrestleMania moments you'll never forget. Yeah, that was pretty fucking gold looking. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like the way the the WWF cage rules work where you have to climb out or you can climb out or whatever. But Mm. in this case... uh, it made sense here, and uh, this is when Hulkamania was still great and believable. Uh, I gave it a three out of five. Uh, so that was WrestleMania two. So overall, on a scale of one to ten, what do you give WrestleMania two? Surprisingly good. I gave it an eight out of ten. I went six because a lot of the, a lot of the matches were just you know subpar. And again, I know the eighties were a different time, but like a lot of the matches just did not belong in WrestleMania, in my opinion. You know. Um, if they had a raw raw at the time, a lot of these could have been raw matches. Um, but some of them were surprising. The battle royal was surprisingly decent. Uh, like I said, mm-hmm. I could I could have you could have main evented fucking one of the nights with George Wells and Jake Roberts. I've been a okay with that. <laughs> you know? I really enjoyed that. I was like, man, yeah. I like the George Wells kid, man. Who is this? You know, um, they're like, oh, he's dead. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't know. He's probably still alive. I don't know. Um. But yeah, uh, other than that, uh, I I didn't hate that I picked this. I'll, I'll say no, that. No. You know, uh, it it was different though. It was it was good to watch something different for a change. You know. So, yeah. and it's kind of like WrestleMania 11. Like I know fucking LT and Bam Bam like the fucking back of my hand. You know, but like yeah. the rest of that, I couldn't name another match on that fucking card. I don't think. Really? Oh yeah, I can. Yeah, I can. Bundy and Taker. Yeah, I can. Oh, Brett and fucking uh, Backlund. They're on the card? Yeah. Oh, Michaels yeah. and uh Ray, Oh yeah, Michael. that's when like back was like, ah, ah yeah. I yeah. was like, Yeah, he said he quit. Yeah. Like, wait, what? <laughs> Michaels and uh Diesel. Oh yeah, that's where he takes that great jackknife. I think Razor and Jeff Jarrett have a match on that show as well. Uh oh, the opening cool is fucking, uh that'd be kinda cool if we could do WrestleMania eleven. We do the fucking two WrestleMania's that Bundy was at. Yeah. Well, the reason why I picked WrestleMania 11, and I never told you, WrestleMania 2, if you consider the fact that um, it was held in three different events, each single event were probably the worst WrestleManias attended of all time. But if you look at it in total, it's not. It's like fourth, I think. Uh, But WrestleMania 11 is the one uh, least attended after it. I think it it had less attendance. Uh, than WrestleMania two overall. That's why I chose. What was, your, what was your other pick? You oh seven. That's what you wanted. Seven. Seven, seven was even worse, I think, than eleven. Or vice I versa. I, I don't think I could sit through seven. <laughs> I don't think I can. Yeah. Like again, I only know two matches from that fucking card, and that's Hogan and Slaughter and Jake and Model. Mm. 
Yeah, I've watched I WrestleMania only, 11 I, I, a lot. I, I could probably only sit through fucking 11 just because it'd be like, oh, fuck, I got to sit through this. But I get fucking LT and Bam Bam at the end. I watched WrestleMania 11 a lot because I bought that box set that had like yeah. 11 to 15 and then 16 to fucking 20 or whatever the fuck. So mm-hmm. I've watched a lot of WrestleMania 11. And I was like peak fandom when I got that box set, too. So those like a couple of those WrestleManias I watched like nonstop. God, if I have to watch, there's one WrestleMania that I swear to God, if I have to watch one more time, and that's WrestleMania 14. If I ever have to watch that fucking show again, I'm going to kill someone. Really? I've watched it so many fucking times. It's not because it is it's a, bad, it's just because yeah. I've watched it so many fucking times. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so that was our review of WrestleMania 2. We're not going to do an after game this week. We're going to we're gonna do uh, Shelby's, uh, uh, apparently Shelby's fact of the week. So what's Shucks your presents fact of, fact of the week. Okay, calm down. <laughs> all right so uh russ francis the 49ers tight end that you can remember the name of in the battle royal he worked in the awa in the 70s did a little bit um he did he had a little wrestling career but he was also the son of promoter ed francis who owned 50th straight state big time wrestling territory which eventually he sold to high chief peter maivia in other words, the Hawaii territory. Hawaii. Oh, shit. I think I just saw the episode of Young Rock on that. Really? Where High Chief Peter Maivia, like, opened up a wrestling company in Hawaii. Yeah, he bought, he actually bought the company from Ed Francis, which was Russ oh, Francis. Oh, okay. So they, they, they didn't mention any of that. Shit. Yeah, I've heard that, like, some of the Young Rock stuff is kind of suspect, which is funny, being that he fucking... Is part of like he's been part of the pr- production of that show, but um, but yeah, that's why I said like it has relative to um, Nick was talking about Roman Reigns. I'm like, oh, fact of the week kind of uh has to do with the Anawaii family, so. yeah, like the, they kind of just was just like, oh, Peter Maivio just wants to start a wrestling company and do this and that with him. They're like, okay, let's do it, and that's pretty much how it happened. <laughs> it, it was none of that shit that you just yeah. said. Yeah, there was no yeah. Russ Francis in that episode. No, no. Yeah, oh, nobody okay. would know him anyway. But yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. All right, and now we're gonna move. Do you have your this day in wrestling history? No, I don't. I forgot I was doing that. God damn it, Nick! You <laughs> suck. Yeah, so Nick. Shelby. I don't know. Whatever. All you white people look the same. I don't know. Listen, I had to take care of fact of the week. You're asking me to do way too many things. <laughs> Dude, this is the. This is the two-way wrestling pod fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah say that, that again. <laughs> <laughs> fucking no one cares. No one knows me. Um, That's true. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on to our vintage pick of the week, which is usually a show, a match, promo, something we think you should seek out and watch. And uh, Shelby's going to be pissed at mine this week. But Shelby, go ahead. What's your vintage pick of the week? Madison Square Garden, June 27th, 1977. George the Animal Steel versus John, Tony Gurria. Tony Gurria. Tony Gurria. And mine is uh, not really that vintage. It happened, uh, well, at the time of this recording, it happened yesterday. Um, <laughs> you gave me shit for doing one that was like three weeks old once. <laughs> because I watched this and I was just fucking like amazed. Uh, you would fucking hate this match but i i highly suggest giving it a chance please but kenny omega versus el hero del vikino 
Um, I heard people were like, who? Because they were like, oh, this is supposed to be... Tony Khan was selling it as a dream match. And everybody that, like, fucking saw it on Twitter was like, who? (laughs) Yeah, he's he wrestles in... He's the AAA mega champion. I heard of uh, all the people who do the flips. He does the best flips. I legitimately heard exactly that. Yeah, like my buddy Justice, who, you know, does, you know, indie shows and, you know, in North Carolina and everything, he was always singing his praises to me. He's like, you got to check out El Hero del Like, and I always tell him, like, yeah, I'll check him out. And I fucking either blow it off or forget one of the two, maybe both. Um, So when I heard about this match, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, your boy, he's going to be on Dynamite. He's like, oh, I know. He was ready for it. He was like, oh, I, I know. And I'm like, okay. So then I, I I heard some of the rumblings on Facebook, and I was like, all right, I got to watch this fucking match. So uh, w- once I saw a springboard off the second rope, springboard 630 through a table, I was just like, all right, I definitely got to see this fucking match. I and mean, like, that does those, sound incredible. Yeah, dude, Not my style of wrestling, but that does sound incredible. You got to see it. It, <laughs> it, it. It's actually really good. You know, um, but yeah, again, it came on fucking yesterday at the time of this recording. But if you guys haven't seen it, check out Omega versus El Hero Del Vicino, uh from Dynamite if you can find it. Because I tried looking for just the fucking match and nobody had it uploaded. I guess Tony Khan is just like, no, no one's watching it. You know, um, I had to go somewhere else and watch it. But I found it and it's good. I'm telling you, at least give it a chance. But you won't. But whatever. Um well, I want to see that spot. I might see if I can find that. Yeah, spot. look at the spot. Like it, it, it's incredible. Because that's what got me to go actually look at it. Because at first they were just like, "Oh, it was a great match," and I was just like, "Yeah, I should watch that match." And then like I saw that video of the spot, and I was like, "All right, I gotta see this fucking match." Why were there ring ropes red, white, and blue? I don't know. Huh. That's odd because they're always black. Yeah. Huh. Maybe because Wednesday. And this week was pr- there's the bell so- <laughs> i was gonna say if you don't know <laughs> there's the bell so we know what that means that signifies the end of the three-way dance wrestling podcast nick should be joining us back next week we could be reviewing wrestlemania 11 but fuck who knows uh we should have some kind of retro pay-per-view review next week because that's going to be our buffer between that and wrestlemania um the actual wrestlemania um, so yeah, we'll, we'll confer with Nick. Cause apparently Nick runs our world now. Um, yeah. So yeah. under me, apparently I know. Right. Yeah. You know, you get your own little segments and everything now that you don't even prepare for. Oh um, shit. I got to start preparing, <laughs> you know, you're like, Oh, I want to do a segment on the show. And I'm like, all right, here you go. And you're like, Oh, I didn't do it. <laughs> Need to stop answering my text when I've had a few drinks. <laughs> You're like, okay, I want to do this day in history on the pod- on the podcast. And I'm like, sure, do it. You're like, okay. I'm like, did you do that thing? You're like, what the? <laughs> like, the fucking thing for the podcast you said you were going to do? What then? God damn it. <laughs> well, when you mentioned it, I did remember it. But I was like, oh, yeah, I did say I was going to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, we'll have the debut of this day in wrestling history hopefully um so yeah that'll do it for me and uh shubs here hopefully next next week nick will join us and we'll have some type of pay-per-view review or something maybe we'll, maybe next week will be our first review of the last of us episode one who knows um 
So until next time, guys, I am the Arizona Warren, and for Chubbs, be breezy.